Through the magic alchemy of nature's most awesome sources of energy, Ray Palmer, atomic physicist, becomes the Atom, a power-packed mighty might, whose brilliant mind and great strength serve law and order against crime and injustice. Tiny Titan, scourge of evildoers, the Atom. The Doom from Beyond by Gardner Fox, Gil Kane, and Murphy Anderson. Dr. Gordon Doolin is a mighty handsome man with his delicate coif, neat goatee, and stylish suits. You'd be forgiven for thinking him the hero of this tale at a glance. He's in Ivytown soliciting donations to build a hospital on an impoverished South Seas island whose populace he serves. Doolin's efforts are largely falling on deaf ears, so it's his seemingly good fortune to learn he's actually descended from big money that comes with a curse. As Doolin explains to Jane Loring, the executor of the Heath estate, in 1692, Judge Miles Heath sentenced a woman to death during the Salem witch trials. While she claimed innocence, Goody Wilson still cursed the Heath family males to forevermore perish by elemental forces. That very night, the judge died when his horse slipped in mud during a torrential rain. Ankles over elbows, he still had time to moan, oh, the curse of water, on his way down. The judge's eldest died young in a cave-in, while his junior had an air bubble in his blood. They could detect that sort of thing in the 17th century? The curse seemed to continue for generations, until Gordon's pop Chuck Deuce on the family fortune, changed his name to Doolin, which I hope was his mama's maiden name at least, and raised the family in the South Seas. Gordon went to medical school in Australia, then devoted his life to caring for islanders. In need of funds, Doolin uncovered his roots and approached Gene Loring about securing his inheritance. Surprisingly, Gene Loring's actually extremely helpful to Gordon, explaining that he's running out of time before the estate is to be willed to his departed grandfather's house staff and filing the necessary motions to secure his claim. I'm sure this had nothing at all to do with Gordon's being a stunningly handsome doctor, humanitarian, and claimant to $10 million earmarked for a new hospital. So forget to say anything. Now, what's noticeable about Jean here is how she warns Gordon about the peril he faces due to the supernatural curse. You know, the modern professional woman whose first major case revolved around the genie defense? Gordon wasn't having any of that nonsense, though. In the excitement, <clears throat> Jean forgot she had a lunch date with her boyfriend, Roy Palmer. The couple followed Gordon's car to the Heath Estate, only to watch it lose control and sail off a bridge. Oh, has the witch's curse from beyond struck him so soon? Oh, Jean, really? Cue chapter two. And there's no mistaking that Ray Palmer is our hero here. Still in his own smart suit, he dives right off the bridge without even taking off his penny loafers. Now that's a man of immediate action, and he's all scowl and dynamic pose on the way down. Once in the drink, Ray finds Gordon unconscious and his door sealed tight. Ray goes for his belt in an image that's one part Ditko Doctor Strange, one part Wood Dynamo, and one part Sheriff Bart. Excuse me while I whip this out. The world's smallest superhero then climbs in through a gap in the window and uses tiny titanic strength to budge the door handle and release Gordon. Reverting from the atom back to Ray Palmer, our hero drags Gordon to safety. Police are already awaiting on the bridge, with press soon to follow. In a nice touch, just as I was thinking, man, Adam can seriously hold his breath. A soggy Ray begs off a reporter with, just as soon as I get my wind. It's also nice that Ray isn't so paranoid about his secret identity he won't allow himself a little positive recognition in his civilian life. Gordon invites Gene and Ray to stay with him at the Heath family home. No self-interest there. And a list of suspects is read off amongst the estate staff. Now, the Adam isn't known as the diminutive dick, so this sequence is superfluous. We're here to see the Adam save Gordon from attempts on his life like deadly gas being pumped into his room. While Ray's smart enough to figure out this is done by mechanical means, it's refreshing that he remains a scientist, not a crime detective, like half of DC's lineup of the Silver Age. They're all dummies now. They just punch things. Where was I? In an especially unsubtle play, a black cloud appears over the rechristened Dr. Gordon Heath in his garden and rains down fireballs. You'd think this was Middletown, like the not-final girl in a slasher flick, 
Gordon twists his ankle and has to be carried into a cave by the ever-impressive Ray Palmer. The gardener's young son has also taken refuge there, and at the request of the Atom, fires the Mighty Might at the Black Cloud with his slingshot. The tiny Titan finds a miniature rocket launching dirigible hidden within, and rips into it with his gloved hands. Disabling the small craft, the Atom adjusts his weight to glide on air currents to a soft landing. Crazy Bird Gene Gloring has been taking this all in stride. Last seen reading through the newspaper, reporting on the accident on the bridge. With Dr. Gordon now wheelchair-bound, they settle into his den to play a rousing game of cards. Not one to let his guard down, Ray connects the remaining elemental threat, Earth, to a large globe in the room. Sure enough, when the atom shrinks small enough to pass through the molecules of the globe's surface, he finds and disables a time bomb. Seeing his chance to sweat out the guilty party, Ray returns to have Dr. Gordon call a staff meeting into the room, where Bates the handyman pulls a gun to escape before he thinks his bomb will go off. Bates is tackled by Palmer, whom he clubs with his revolver. Palmer recovers in time to phone himself to the main gate before Bates can drive away. The Atom uses a desk fan to launch himself with extraordinary precision out the window at Bates' convertible, then giving him what for. Under police interrogation, Bates reveals that he has set all the traps and was carted away. A week later, the new Dr. Gordon Heath was far richer, had given the family home to the non-felonious staff, and walked onto a boat bound for the South Seas, with Ray and Jean there to wish him well. We received retweets from Adam Blackmoon, Alan Middleton, Count Druncula, David Fior, Ed Moore, Eternal Rage, Fantastiverse, Firestorm Fan, Cord Industries, Kyle Benning, The Odyssey Unleashed Podcast, Oscar Olalde, and Siskoid, as well as favorites from Adam Blackmoon, Ange, Cindy Womack, Comic Buzz, Count Druncula, David Fior, Doug Zawisha, Eternal Rage, Fantastiverse, Jacob Edwards, Keith G. Baker, Cord Industries, Kyle Benning, Odyssey Unleashed, Oscar Olalde, and Professor Riptide. Ed Moore wrote, Wow, First Martian Manhunter, now Adam and Wonder Woman. Excellent group of shows. Thanks. Keith G. Baker wrote, with expletives deleted, finally got around to listening to these mini-casts, enjoying the S out of them. Gene's a B. Ed Moore Jr. wrote, Almost as much as new comics, I dig finding a new podcast that interests me. Podacast, part of the World Spine family, is the latest. David Fior wrote, Is there a podcatcher feed for the Mighty Might? I'm all signed up now via Pocket Casts. Looking forward to catching up. All caught up. Nicely done. I love the Bates, Captain Adam, and Roger Stern, Power of the Atom. Only read a few of their essay tales. So far, I'm looking at doing both the Adam and Captain Adam stories in roughly chronological order, but I will jump around in time on occasion. I've got incomplete but large chunks of both Power of the Atom and the 80s Captain Adam series, so I'll get to them sooner or later. And Firestorm fan wrote, I am loving these Adam podcasts. Short burst, which is all anyone should really take of Frank. Plus, your retroactive reasons for institutionalizing Gene Loring are hilarious. Enjoyed hearing Captain Adam's first origin, new to me. Laughed at funny voices and poking fun at the script. Keep up the great work. The preceding Adam-related program is a non-profit fan production. Any copyrighted materials contained therein are believed borrowed under fair use with no copyright infringement intended. Please feel free to leave comments either on the Power of the Atom blog or at Rolled Spines Productions WordPress blog. You can also send us Twitter comments through Commander Blanks, my personal account, or through the Rolled Spine Podcast Twitter. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 